looking back, maybe not the best move to make uh, because she was in a, a wheelchair. <laughs> I think it's funny that you can like somebody because of their appearance, but you can't hate somebody because of it. You could be like, hey, she's wearing glasses, I like her, but you can never be like, he's black, I hate him. <laughs> you just can't do that. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. We're back. Back with another okay podcast. My name is Dan O. This is the world's most okay podcast. I'm just going to kind of, I just wanted to put this one episode out there. Um, Because I haven't done a solo one in a while. You know, people like watching me solo. They like seeing the solo show. And I say YOLO, so solo show, you know? And I thought, I still have one set of stand-up recorded. Um, I haven't been practicing at all, honestly, in about six weeks at this point. I haven't done a set in like six weeks. But I do have one set recorded. Um, And, I mean, I'm not, I don't really... Dude, I'm winging this entire podcast right now. I don't have anything that I want to talk about, but I was like, is this just going to turn into an interview style thing? Like, I love the interviews and I love all the comedians that I get to sit down with. And I also want to showcase, I guess showcase is the not the right word, but I just don't want to get stuck doing one type of thing. So, hey, here I am. You know, this is this is me. This is just who I am. And this is uh, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, all right, maybe I should have. I always say this, you know, maybe I should have written something down at first, but I haven't done one of these in a while. Um, and I guess I have some things that I want to talk about. I guess. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this because he guesses he wants to talk about something. No, you know what? I want to talk about some serious-ass shit. I gotta do it. I gotta say it. Let's just get started. Um, I haven't done stand-up in six weeks. That's right. Haven't done stand-up in six weeks. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but that's, I guess that's not to say that I haven't been working um, on comedy and trying to get funnier and still jotting ideas down and being creative. I don't know. You know, you just... It's um, it's a confusing time, I guess. You know, I've talked about it a lot in basically every single solo episode where I sit here and I just, bleh, you know, you know what I mean? I'm always like, yeah, I just stand up as tough because when you tell people that you do it, they immediately want to see you, you know, and it's unlike any other job, I think. In that regard, because I tell people like, hey, I sell eggs for a living, you know, because I work at this restaurant. They're never like, holy shit, make me some overhards. They don't care. But for some reason, they people care about this. And you know what? If I sound ungrateful, then I sound ungrateful. But I got to be honest and I got to be honest with myself. 
Um, it's a little bit weird when everybody wants to participate and join in and be a part of it. Um, and, you know, I, I just I guess I didn't start this for that type of attention. You know, I did this because it was something that I was always interested in. And it was just a thing that I really wanted to do. And I thought that I could get good at it. Um, and that was the only reason that I ever started. I just, you know, I I have so many thoughts, like as of lately, about stand-up in general and wanting to pursue it. Here's Here's the thing, and I just got to outright say it. I want to be a comedian. I do. I want to be a comedian. And above that, I want to be a professional, creative person. Like, it just, I want to get money in exchange for being creative because that's the thing that I want to put the most time into. Like, hey, you know, I'm feeling saucy and spicy today. And no, it's not because of my b-hole. It's because I'm feeling creative, you know? And when you sit down and you make something, you put a lot of time into it. You're proud of it and you want to showcase it. And if you're putting that much time into something, it's you, you might as well figure out how to make money doing it. Um, and right now there is no money in the foreseeable future for any creative thing that I'm doing. So, you know, I do want to be a comedian. It's just, um, it's difficult finding motivation when you know that success, I guess. And look, success for me is literally just if being creative and comedy pays for my living situation, that's success. Whatever living situation that is, if I'm if I'm living out of a van, which I kind of want to start doing, if I'm living out of a van but comedy pays for that van, I've made it. That's it. It's difficult to find the motivation when my idea of success is so far away. You know, I had imagined before comedy is sustainable for me and before it pays for my life that I got to just spend 10 to 15 years practicing it. Um, and in my mind, those 10 to 15 years, I'm not making anything. This is purely for a love of the game and because you, I want to get better at this. Um, and that's, and I guess, a huge thing that I've been dealing with is finding the motivation, you know, because in my head, if success or whatever, you know, in if the end goal or one goal is 15 years away, honestly, in my head, I just like, I'm like, okay, so I can start whenever I want. I can start in a year and then I still have 14 years, which isn't that best or most efficient way to think and go about this thing. Um... I don't know. I was, I, you know what? I'm sorry if you tuned into this thinking that it was going to be like, hey, super funny. Look at this guy. This guy's kind of a clown, huh? You poke him and then he says a joke. I don't know if it's going to be like that today. I'm kind of just, um, I don't know. I'm talking about everything and I just, I haven't done one of these in a while. So anyways, let's get back to the message. Um, shucks, man. You know, there's this little voice in my head that's like, hey, you're talking too much and it's not funny, you know. I guess, like, as a comedian, you got to shoot for, like, laughs per minute. I, I mean, I've never tried to do that, but there's something in my head where, like, oh, if you haven't said something funny in this amount of time or whatever, 
then people aren't interested anymore. And I don't know if that's just me in my own head or if that's like, whatever. Who knows? I'm probably overthinking it. But there's that little voice that's like, hey, man, you got to be funny. You got to find something funny to say. And I don't know. I don't know if I have a lot. Um, Man, but I haven't done stand-up comedy in six weeks. And it's so weird. In the six weeks, I've, I've, you know, I say that I struggle with motivation, but I, I, it's so weird, man. It's tough to explain because I feel like nobody is 100% on my side or kind of understands. But I've never wanted to do it more in this time, which is so weird and contradicting to what I just said. And that's what's confusing me. It's like I don't want to do it as much as I want to, and it's this awful, gross balance. Look, I got to do a mic before the year's over. I will. I'm going to go back and get a set in somewhere just because, like I said, I haven't stopped writing and jotting down funny things, and there's things that I still want to share. It's just been a really fun and different time in my comedy journey. I've gotten to sit down with so many comedians. I think when this episode goes up that... I'll have already had like four interviews with local comedians, which if you've heard the the first podcast that I did, which I don't recommend, it's not great, not fantastic. But you know what? If you've heard it, you know that I set a goal out for myself where I'm like, I want to build a platform that other comedians feel comfortable being a part of or even show some sort of interest in. And I believe that I'm starting to do that. You know, when you when you get to sit down with, I think now in my case, like six to seven different comedians and talk about comedy and, hey, you know, how did you get into it? Why do you like it? Why do you think you're funny? Who do you think you are? When you get into questions like that, I don't know. I found a different angle to look at comedy from and appreciate it from and in talking to all these comedians, I'm finding that breaks are a normal thing, which makes me feel better. At the same time, all of these comedians tell me the exact same thing. There's nothing more important in comedy than actually doing it, which I haven't done. Um, I don't, and I don't know. And I've heard a lot of things from you know people here and there. Somebody said to me, but then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense because. I, uh, it's so weird calling myself a comedian when I don't practice it regularly. And for that reason, I don't really call myself a comedian all that much. Um, but somebody said to me in passing somewhere, I don't remember where, but the fact that somebody even has an aspiration to write a joke, you know, craft the joke after that. And then want to go and tell it in front of people for their response. That's what makes a comedian. Which I think I needed to hear. Oh, you know what? No, it was B.V. Silica um, who is in the Raymond Ace episode. I think that one's number 27. But yeah, that's something that he said to me. And yeah, maybe it was something that I needed to hear. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I guess I beat myself up a lot for not doing stand-up, but at the same time, putting this energy in that I have into the podcast and networking and 
still writing, I don't feel like I'm missing out. And I don't know if this is me being delusional, like, hey, you're not doing work, but you're still progressing. I have no idea. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a strange time, but I know for certain that I want to be a comedian and I want to keep doing this podcast and I just want to figure out um something to do in the meantime because like I said, this is a long-ass journey. Very long journey. Podcast hasn't even been going a year. I think collectively, I've been doing stand-up about three years. And you know what? It's going to take a lot longer than that. And um, I guess what, I, what I'm going through right now is just figuring out how to implement patience into, into comedy and different parts of my life and things like that. But you know what? I've also never been happier. I've literally never been happier. I can't believe that like last year at this time, I just had this curiosity of what podcasting would be like. And, you know, I was embarrassed, I guess, in the beginning stages when people would ask about it. You know, when you start reading into things a little bit too much and whatever, somebody would be like, you have a podcast. But I would just hear the way, the way they say you. And I'd be like, oh, that's shitty. They don't like it. Ah, oh, okay, don't tell them about it. But now it's like, okay, I honestly... I don't give a shit anymore. I really don't because this is going to be a thing for who who knows how long. I know at least 10 years that I got to be doing this. Um, and you know what? If you're going to be doing something for a long time, you might as well be proud of it. You might as well make it something that you want to share. Um, and I can't believe that a year ago it was just this curiosity and it was this thing that I looked at on the internet, like how to start one. and You know, and come April actually just finally doing it and investing a little bit of time and money into this and you know what it's it's um it's rewarding in its own way because i haven't made a single thing no way have i made any money um which i think is the motivation for a lot of like career paths like obviously right you're like hey Doctors make a lot of money. I might do that. Or people that, uh, you know, invent tire treads make a lot of money. I'm going to go do that. It's just a thing that I want to get better at. So, you know what? At least it's coming from a good place, right? I'm not trying to scam anybody like, hey, give me $50 because I'm going to read a SeatGeek ad. And nah, nothing like that. Um, Just doing it because I like to do it. Because it's just who I am. Um, but it's just, it feels like it's something that I just, I wanted to address. I guess even, dude, no one's in my room right now, so I'm not like addressing it to somebody, but just saying a thing and just learning how to be honest with yourself. I think that's a healthy practice. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how I feel about stand up and, you know, being uh, creative in general. And I think I mentioned briefly that I wanted to live in my van definitely still a thing um also i don't have a van i say my van but i want to live in a van and i don't know if this is a thing like because i saw one video on youtube that i'm like holy shit i'm gonna do that no maybe you just watch too much youtube i don't know if it's that but it looks intriguing and there's one i dude i don't know who the names of these people are just because the autoplay is on and all these people are like hey we live in our van watch our video like all right cool but some 
Canadian gentleman with Forrest in his channel name lives in his van and I, dude it just it's so crazy that you can fit I, I don't want to say everything that you need but that you can fit a bunch of that you can fit everything that you need I will say that I got to come out and say it inside of a van everything I mean like some people put showers some people put kitchens some people put toilets inside of their van. They cut a hole in the driver's seat and they just, no, they don't do that, but there's toilets in the van. Which just makes me feel like, um, like I'm wasting money on rent a little bit. You ever feel like that? Rent is kind of a, I've always said it feels like a scam. I don't get anything. Like, I mean, I have a place to live, but what do I, what do I have? You know, because every other time that I spend money, or usually when I spend money, I have a thing to show. Like, hey, look, at there's a physical stick of gum, or there is a, a mint. You know, and I buy things with money that aren't to put in my mouth, usually. But I just mean, like, I don't know uh, what I'm getting in the long-term return. And clearly... Uh, I am not educated in the finances whatsoever. If that's not apparent by now. You know, dude saying he wants to live in a van. You're like, oh, shit, you might not know finance or the world because that's what a low aspiration to have. I don't know. I think it looks cool as hell, though. You know, these van, these van lifers are what they I went into a deep rabbit hole. Hashtag van life. You know, they live. They got the bed and. Like, they got knives, they got pots and pans, they got water. They got running water in a sink, in a van. It's like tiny homing, but even tinier. What's the, what's the word that's after tiny, but it's also small? Is it is it small? Tiny? Puny? Puny sounds kind of like it's for bitches a little bit, though. So I don't want to say that I, I puny home. I don't want a puny home life. Um, like a petite? Yeah, like I'm like I'm going I'm going the petite house life. Ah, still kind of feel like a bitch. Whatever, whatever's smaller than tiny, or tinier than small. This whole thing is kind of a mess. There is no structure in this podcast, so I wouldn't like to apologize. But I want to live in a van. Holy shit! And this is the thing that I've been feeling for like a week. So if in four months I still feel like this and still have this kind of enthusiasm, I might legitimately consider it. I would save so much money on rent, I could like park outside of an open mic and like wait for it in my home. Oh my God, can you imagine what it would do for comedy? Podcasting, just podcast in my van. Dude, I would end up doing like like four podcasts a week probably. One, to, like, combat the loneliness, but also to practice being creative. Oh, my God. The things that it could do, you know, and I would come out the other end smelly as shit, probably hungry, frustrated. But I think it would be a more productive lifestyle. And I hate going down this hole, too, but everyone's like, the world is going to end and be underwater in 30 years and Hey, if I have my own van, it's like uh it's like a portable it's it is a portable home and I don't have to worry I don't know. Whatever. Is that doomsday preparation? Is that an anxiety that 
isn't warranted. I have no idea. I'm not a scientist. I don't know science. Clearly, I don't know science. I don't know finance. What else don't I know? Let's make this podcast about things I don't know. You know what Jeremiah Best said to me once? But then a friend of mine said something that just made all kinds of sense. Um, Jeremiah Best, by the way, we did a podcast together. If you haven't heard it, you you must. You must. Because we share so many jokes. Just, we're shooting one-liners back and forth like Roman candles or like BB guns. It was insane. Go listen to that. It's, it's insanely funny. But whatever. Jeremiah Best said that... Um, uh, my podcast is basically about a guy talking about his podcast. And that's what this is. Hey, welcome to the podcast where we talk about podcasts. Okay. What else? I want to live in a van. I talked about comedy. I still got my uh, stand-up set. Should I just play that and then we talk about that? Let's just uh, play the entire stand-up set right now. Here, listen to this. <laughs> Ben Daly, everybody. Uh, our next comedian, uh, you might be related. Uh, I think he's related to uh, to Steve O of the famous O family. Everybody, give it up for Dan O. Give it up for him. Yeah. <laughs> cool guys. Uh, thanks for staying. What happened? There were so many people here. What the hell? Um, Really quick, by a show of hands, how many people here have ever lost an arm before? <laughs> Alright, I guess that's everybody. Um, I couldn't afford a belt, so I started eating more instead. Yep, that's exactly what that's worth. Uh, something about me, I love that movie Benjamin Button. Never gets old. Speaking of being lonely, um, I was at a coffee shop earlier and I was sitting at a table by myself and a woman came up to me and she was like, hey, would it be okay if I take this chair? I got a friend coming in a little bit. She just doesn't have a place to sit. Would it be okay if I take the chair? Like, yeah, go ahead. Take it. But really what she was saying was, you're alone, right? Like you're going to be alone forever so I can take the chair? Is that okay? She was right. Uh, today I saw a homeless guy living out of his van and I thought, why don't you just live in it instead? All right, cool. Uh, you think in a thousand years they'll be saying that's the oldest trick in the ebook? Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Can I ask you something? What's your stance on balance beams? I can't stand it. So, um, you ever get the feeling that you might be a terrible person, but like not on purpose? You don't. Like for example, I was leaving a building one day and I was looking at my phone, but out of the corner of my eye, a girl was approaching the door at the same time, but she was one step in front of me. So I knew she would get there first. And like the gentleman I am, I stopped short and I let her open the door for me because of quality or something. Looking back, maybe not the best move to make uh, because she was in a, a wheelchair. <laughs> I think it's funny that you can like somebody because of their appearance, but you can't hate somebody because of it. You could be like, hey, she's wearing glasses, I like her, but you can never be like, he's black, I hate him. You just can't do that. Speaking of racism, this guy that I work with came up to me one day and he was like, hey, just so you know, I hate racist people. 
And I was like, why? And he was like, because they're all black. And I'm like, whoa, what the hell, man? You can't. Like, I get it, but you can't say that. I also found out that that same coworker was Jewish. I was like, really? You're Jewish? He's like, well, my grandfather's Jewish. I'm like, so how Jewish are you? And he was like, I'm only a quarter Jew. I was like, is everything money with you guys? <laughs> and then he called me a racist. Uh, I'm not really on speaking terms with my dog right now uh, because she's a dog and we're working on it. Some more, uh, some positive news. My baby niece just turned two years old, which is very exciting because that means she's finally starting to talk. Like, uh, just last week, she was trying to, she was trying to say the word bridge, uh, but when she said it, uh, it came out as bitch-ass motherfucker, which we have no idea where she learned that. She put parental locks on her iPad and her iPhone and her Apple Watch, so it's probably one of the other kids. Uh, lastly, I'm not single anymore, but when I was, I was a big fan of Tinder, and every time I matched with a woman, I would send the same message out, that same first message. It's always super smooth. I'd be like, just so you know, I'm like a brand new pair of Bluetooth headphones. I'm just looking for a connection. Kind of cute, kind of silly, and without fail, every single time, they would respond, well, why don't you make like a pair of Bluetooth headphones and die in two hours? All right, I'm gonna leave on that one, guys. Thank you so much. Give it up for Jake, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, that was the last time that I did stand-up. Yeah, that was about six weeks ago. Um, dude, almost two months now because it was like right at the very beginning of October. Um, shucks, dude. I need to get back out there. But that was that set. You know, and some jokes bombed and like didn't get a thing. Didn't get a thing. I don't, there were a lot of people when I first got there, but I'm learning that, you know, some comedians will, a lot of comedians will go up and then they'll do their set and then they'll leave. And I don't know if they're leaving to go to, to another mic and if they are, amazing, please go do that. You have an amazing work ethic and you should continue that practice. But I know when I leave after my set, I'm just being an asshole. Nah, I don't want to stay. Yeah, I did my thing and you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Which is a funny thing to say, the rest of the show. I think I heard Jerry Seinfeld talk about this. Like one comedian went up, did five minutes and did okay. And then was like, enjoy the rest of the show. Like they were all there to see him. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I hope you like the rest. Whatever. Um, I, I think I'm getting a little bit better at dealing with jokes not landing. I don't know that I ever really struggled with it. But, you know, looking back and thinking about that time... I went off stage feeling like I did well, uh, and it was just a one-liner set. Just went for it, you know. I talked to a comedian, Josh Grambo, whose podcast will be up um, probably in one week. I don't know exactly when. Uh, December 16th. That's when that one will be up, but he told me that he was kind of like that as well, and he would have these funny thoughts and when he was first getting into stand-up, he would string them together and he would try to think of a story. Total bullshit. He would just make up a bullshit story, but he wanted the story to incorporate all of these funny thoughts that he had. And I didn't 
ask, I wish I would have, but I, I wish I would have asked them if he likes that practice. Because that's something that I have done for sure. I've considered doing again. It just doesn't feel genuine. And I crowds are smart, man. They know when you're shitting on them. They know when you're messing around and you're not being yourself. They can just sense it. People are smarter than we give them credit for, especially in comedy. So I decided for this set to not try to think of some crazy elaborate story where I mentioned Benjamin Button and then also sitting in a coffee shop. But uh, no, I'm just like, these are the thoughts. I'm going to not say like, hey, what's next? I'm just going to say every joke, uh, almost rapid fire style. Just if it gets a thing, it gets a thing. If it doesn't, all right. Um, and you know what? Just because it didn't get a laugh, I feel doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. Dude, if I think something's funny, I just I have to... I know it is, and there's a way to say it. So it's tough for me to give up on a joke if it hasn't done well. At the same time, some of those jokes, I think a reason that I haven't gone back, I'm just a little bit sick of at this point. You know, you tell them all year long, and you're like, yeah, all right, yeah, I don't even like this one that much anymore. Like the shelf life for my one-liners, damn, after I say them on stage, I think I get sick of them in like two months. And look, I don't practice stand-up a lot, so I'd imagine I would get sick of them faster if I was doing like four mics a week, but not a not an incredibly long shelf life for the jokes that I like saying or that I, I don't know. You know what I mean? But some of those did well. Um, shoot, I think the best one out of that set, at least for me, was that you, you can like somebody because of their appearance, but you can't hate somebody because of it. Love it. I love saying that. And it's uh, it's just a silly-ass thing to say. You know, it's not very often that you can get in front of a room full of people or half full or a quarter full of people and utter the words, he's black, I hate him. You just can't. There aren't a lot of situations that you can do that. And look, that's not a phrase that I endorse. That's not an ideology that I'm trying to spread. I think it's just insanely bizarre and hilarious that there is a, a circumstance where that's appropriate that blows my mind and I'm happy to be a part of it I guess um, and that was that set was done at Denver Distillery which is probably my favorite mic not entirely sure why I like it so much I like I ask a lot of other comedians they typically don't say that one not that there's anything wrong with that I don't know. I just I think every comedian has their mic that they like going to. And Jake has done an amazing job of setting that mic up and running it. And they used to do it every other Thursday. And now they do it every Wednesday. Holy shit. A mic every Wednesday. Dan, why aren't you going? I don't know. You know, sometimes I think these uh, these rants would be a little bit easier with like a co-host or whatever. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll just keep talking to myself. Just keep doing it, man. This is what I do all day anyways. I might as well figure out how to shape it into something. Ah, shit. Okay. Uh, oh, hey, here's this. And not that like a ton of people are asking me to talk about it, but hey, you know what? It's my podcast. I talk about things that I want to talk about. When I think about things I want to post, I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. But I'll keep it brief because I don't think a lot of people are interested but the Los Angeles Lakers are doing so well 
Anybody that knows me knows that I just am obsessed with basketball. As much as comedy, I probably think about basketball. Was that the right way to say that sentence? I don't know. But I think about those two things probably most. There's always one going on in my head. Something like writing a joke or thinking about a game, whatever. Obsessed with NBA basketball. And the Los Angeles Lakers have been atrocious for such a long time. Um, Even when Kobe was still there. You know, Kobe's last three to five years were just, they were rough as a fan to watch, and I didn't understand a lot of the things that the organization was doing with coaches or whatever, and I was a big Luke Walton supporter. I was, because somebody said in the organization that he was good, that he knew what he was doing, and that he was a player's coach. But I guess he couldn't coach the biggest player of all time, and LeBron James. So he was out. Frank Vogel's in. Jason Kidd's the assistant. They're running such an amazing team and defense. Dude, I am so stoked to be a Laker fan right now. And I don't get to say that. I, I haven't said that in such a long time. Maybe that's a big reason why I'm not doing stand-up. Because every other area of my life is so nice and makes me so happy. You know, you got you got all the things. I got all the things. I'm not trying to flex or brag or whatever. I'm just so grateful for every other thing in my life. The Lakers are doing well. I've, dude, I watch every Laker game. Ah, oh, it's gross. It's gr- it's gross how much basketball I sit down and watch. That's you know what? Now that I say it out loud, definitely makes sense. That's gotta be a thing that's holding me back from doing stand up. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, the more I, yeah, for sure, when the Lakers were shitty, I was doing, like, three mics a week, trying to get booked on shit, because I was like, oh, I'm not gonna watch that, I'll I'll go out, games are always right at the time that a mic starts, too, oh, my God, my life is so easy, I'm like, do I go do comedy, or do I watch the basketball league, Those, that's the toughest decision that I've had to make in 2019, I have an easy-ass life. It's insane, and I'm just realizing that. Um, Dude, I don't know that there's much uh, else to discuss beyond that. I think I said everything that I wanted to say. This one is just going to come out to be super short, but, you know, I wanted to... um, I I just wanted to sit down and do another solo, and I sound like a webcam model. Yeah, I just want to sit down and solo it for the camera. Hey, you know what? Speaking of cameras, though, if there are any videographers out there that know how to set up a video podcast, I want to talk to you because I want to figure this shit out. Um, I think it would just double the growth of this, maybe more, if I figured out how to video it and video it well and whatever. But anybody out there that kind of has knowledge in that area, oh, my God, I would I want to talk to you for sure. Oh, what an awkward way to say that sentence. No, I just want to, you know, talk to you and... Oh, God. How many times am I going to repeat myself? Yeah, what was I saying? Uh, Yeah, I think I was just going to end it. Yeah, I wanted to sit down and do a solo. And, uh, and I did. And I got the last stand-up set in. So now I have, like... You know, since I've started this podcast, I'm like, yeah, I got five stand-up sets recorded. So I don't need to do a mic for another five weeks because I'll put one set out a week. And now I'm out of sets. I'm out of sets to share. So I guess I got to go do more. So this is in part of like 
depleting the bank and now if I want to make more podcasts I got to go out and do more mics and do them fresh and maybe it's that maybe it is that I don't know hopefully it's that because I would like to go do more stand-up but in the following weeks look out for I mean it may already be out but Josh Grambo he's been doing comedy for about two years I got to sit down with him I am stoked that one is so funny and interesting and he is just an open book and talked about comedy in his life and struggles and things like that. And uh, what else after that? Jonathan Mitchell, another comedian. Uh, got to sit down with him still and do it. But, you know, we got a thing said. And... Ah, shit, man. What else? There's another Andrea episode coming out. Andrea is by far my favorite guest to have on the podcast. Um, it's just effortless. It really is. Sitting down with her and recording, I just... You know, we always say that we want to prepare, but we do great without preparation. And those are always the most fun ones. They're, that's probably going to be the last one of the year. Um, so look out for it because uh, Andrea is hilarious. And if you haven't heard, I think the best one that we did is episode eight, How Dare You, um, which it's just uh, – I don't. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say anything about it. It was. It's the funniest one that we've sat down and recorded. Um, but yeah, she is going to be back, and that'll be the last one of this year. And you know, we already got some for next year. So let's see if we can keep the momentum going at least for a little bit, or for the next fifteen years, like I've been saying this entire thing. And thank you guys. It's been. Um, holy shit! It's been an amazing year. Easily the best year of my entire life. I've just figured so much out and learned a lot about myself and grown um, like a quarter inch, which, you know, when you're 5'7", just means so much. And, wow, it's, uh, it's the end of a decade, and it's about to be 2020. So, yeah, I guess I did just want to put this out and, I don't know, listen back to it in 30 years and be like, holy shit, that dude cursed a lot. He really thought that Benjamin Button joke was funny. Fuck that guy. I kind of wanted to put it out for that reason. Um, at the end of a decade, and 2020 is right around the corner, and you're probably listening to this in 2020 or sometime after. Crazy. It's just crazy to think, man. 2010, I was at my uncle's house New Year's Eve, and it, was, it had just struck midnight, and we were watching MTV, I think, and MTV made a really big deal about a new Jay-Z music video. Um... What was it? On to the next one. On to the next one was the video, and it was funny. They were talking about it, and apparently it was the first music video of the decade. First song of the decade, because it premiered right at midnight. Um, I don't know, just a weird memory that I have. Yeah, that was here in Colorado, and who would have known that in 10 years I would be also in Colorado? what some five to eight miles away in my apartment talking to a microphone that I'm pretending is a person so I don't feel lonely um, and then putting it out on the internet for people to consume never would have thought hey look at us look at us huh who would have thought not me you know so who knows what I will be doing in 2029 probably still gonna be talking to myself maybe living in a van maybe getting paid for comedy I have no idea and that is 
that's the reason that you keep doing things because you don't know and that's exciting so i'm gonna sign off for the year um thank you to everybody who has participated or shown any sort of interest and that's what uh that's what keeps the person going knowing that other people are being supportive and you know i kind of talked about not wanting people's support and stand up at the beginning of this but it means a lot to have it and I don't want to sound ungrateful, so a very huge thank you to everybody. Honestly, everybody. And I would like to give specific people shout-outs. Erica, you're fantastic. Um, probably the best thing that's happened to me in a very long time. Uh, some of my best friends like Noah Simpson, Andrea Fountain, Callie. The list goes on. That's the squad. My brother, my family. I feel like I just won an Oscar or something. No, dude, I didn't win shit. I'm holding a microphone and an energy drink didn't really win um but yeah i just i don't know you know i think you got to say these things and hell yeah it's been a great great year so holy shit we'll see you in 2020 this is the okay podcast see ya